Welcome to this special edition of the One America podcast. This is your host, Sophia Nelson, and today we're talking about the 20th anniversary, the 20th year, the 20th memory of 9-11. For those of you who listen to this podcast and who were not alive or were too young to remember that day, uh, it is my job today, it is my duty today, my solemn duty uh, to reflect and to share some of what I remember about that day and to share my hopes for what I pray are 20 better years ahead for the United States of America and the war against terror and all that it appears we're going to face as we forge ahead over the next couple decades. Let me say this about September 11th, 2001. I remember that day vividly, like everyone else who was alive on September 11th, 2001. I remember most of all that it was a beautiful, crisp, early autumn morning here in the nation's capital. I was a young attorney, a lobbyist working on Capitol Hill, and I was headed to the train station in D.C. at Union Station to pick up a friend who was going to testify Uh, That day with First Lady Laura Bush, then Senator Ted Kennedy before the Education Committee. And I remember that I was running late that morning. And I had a townhome in Alexandria, Virginia, off of Seminary Road. Literally, I could walk to the Pentagon from my house. And as I was running around and trying to get myself together that morning, my sister-in-law called me. And she asked, had I seen the news yet? And I said, no, I'm actually running late. I haven't had a chance to look at the television. I walked downstairs. The Today Show was on. And one look at Katie Couric's face told me that something was wrong. Uh, When I looked up, there was smoke coming out of the tower, the North Tower. And it was surreal And like everyone else, I was confused for a few moments. And then much to my horror, I saw in real time the second plane hit the second tower. And I knew then, as everybody knew, that America was under attack. I'll never forget my stomach dropping. I'll never forget my Blackberry. We had Blackberries back then going off. And I remember the phone ringing and my father called, my best friend called. Uh, It was a bit of chaos because everybody knew what was happening, but we really didn't know what was happening. About 20 minutes went by. And instead of continuing to get myself together, I kind of froze. And all of a sudden I heard the most awful sound And then there was an explosion. Literally, it knocked us off our feet. The car alarms went off on the streets. There was chaos. I ran out the front door. I ran downstairs. I looked up. I could see the black smoke billowing. And my heart sank yet again because I knew that we'd been hit in Washington. A lot of the early news reports that day said that there was a car bomb that had gone off at the State Department, but I knew better because I could smell the smoke and I could see it. It was close. 
It hadn't occurred to me yet that the Pentagon had been struck. And I hopped into my car with one of my neighbors, literally with my camcorder in my hand. You remember those JVC camcorders. And we took off in the car. And we went down the street. And what we saw was a gaping hole in the side of the Pentagon on the Arlington side. Everyone thinks that the Pentagon's in Washington, D.C. In fact, it's in Arlington, Virginia. And it was the most horrible sight I've ever seen. And after we stood there for a moment and I took live video and people were pulling over their cars and looking over the bridge, if you've ever been down to Washington, D.C. and been on 395 going in from Virginia to D.C., or Route 1, you know exactly where I'm talking about, near Pentagon City. And that's how the day began. My mom at the time was a nurse uh, at Hospital Center in Washington, D.C., and they were taking the burn victims that were coming in from the Pentagon. We couldn't get in touch. Communications went down. There were more reports of more planes There were reports that Flight 93 had been shot down by one of our planes, when in reality, it was the brave heroes and heroines who took that plane down and probably saved the nation's capital, the White House, the Rotunda. They gave their lives. But I'll never forget that day, as many of you who were alive will also never forget that day. It was surreal. And I remember later that afternoon, probably after about 3 o'clock or so, maybe a little bit later after all the terror had been done and the towers had fallen and we all watched in horror at what was unfolding, we all believed the loss of life would be catastrophic. I remember Mayor Giuliani ordering 20,000 or more body bags, believing that Uh, There would be massive death in the towers and on the streets below. And we knew that at the Pentagon, the numbers would be smaller. Um, As fate would have it, where the plane struck was a side of the Pentagon that part of it was under construction. And it was on a side where not a lot of the staff worked. Had it been on the other side of the Pentagon, it would have been catastrophic. But there was loss of life that day. There were children in daycare that had to be moved and protected. It was a horrible day, and I'll never forget it. In the hours and days that followed September 11, 2001, I was deeply moved as an American at the unity on display. There was no division. There was only unity. There was only e pluribus unum out of many. One. I'll never forget California Representative Maxine Waters Uh, no President Bush fan, offering her support of the president that fateful day, even though she would be one of the 11 House members to oppose going to war with Iraq later. It was surreal, frankly, to see someone who had been such an opponent of President Bush's during the 2000 campaign stand shoulder to shoulder with him on that day. She made clear he's my president. He's our president, and we will stand with him. As a sister, I was alarmed because my younger brother had just finished officer candidate school and was a newly minted second lieutenant in the United States Army. 
He was deployed shortly thereafter to the Middle East. Luckily, he returned home safely to his wife and my oldest niece, who was just two and a half years old at the time. We were among the lucky families. Others were not. What struck me, though, then in 2001, is what haunts me now in 2021, 20 years later. America and Americans always came together whenever we were attacked or facing a foreign policy crisis. Politics stopped at the water's edge. No political party, no race, no gender or class separated us. We all put country first. We all rallied around our president regardless of his party and whether we voted for him or not. Yes, of course, we had political fights, name-calling, and mudslinging. That has all existed since the formation of the Republic. Just go study the election of 1800. But we always were proud to be Americans first, and we always knew what the line was in our politics and how not to cross it when the national interests were at stake. Sadly, as I consider where we are today, 20 years later, and we remember because we should never forget, I fear those days are gone. You fast forward to our politics in real time right now as we commemorate this 20th anniversary of that horrible morning in the days after. America is a deeply divided and divisive nation. Voting rights are under assault. Women's reproductive rights are under assault. The nation's 45th president ushered in an era of hate, name-calling, incivility, misinformation, gaslighting, lies, indecency, and racial tropes that we haven't seen since the dark days of post-slavery and civil war with President Andrew Johnson in the 1860s. And I know that's saying a lot, but it's not hyperbole. It's where we are, whether we like it or not. 20 years ago, America was a different place. As I said, yes, we had our fights, we had our disagreements, but we knew how to stand together. As we look at just the past month and America's final withdrawal from the war in Afghanistan and the fact that we are now out of that war and we look at the scenes that we saw and we remember the fallen 13 service members who lost their lives just doing good, just being Americans, just taking care of others and their children. And the Taliban now is back in control of the country of Afghanistan. It's a hard pill to swallow. And it's tragic. And I'm not sure what that means for us as we go forward, as we reflect on this day. But what I do know is that we love our troops and we're grateful to them for the men and women who served over 20 years, for the over 2,000 plus service members who lost their lives, the countless contractors and others who lost their lives in service. We love you. We thank you. You gave your last full measure of devotion and we owe you everything. You keep freedom free. So as we reflect on this somber occasion and the lives lost in New York City and Washington, D.C., we are once again reminded of the fragility of life and how in one instance our lives can be radically altered. My prayer and my hope 
is that a new generation of leaders born in the wake of 9-11 will emerge and lead us to a better place. We need a new kind of leader. People who get what the story of America is truly all about. And if we are still that shining city on a hill for all to see, it's time for us to start acting like it. I'd like to call on anyone who's listening to the sound of my voice right now, wherever you're listening from, whether it's here at home, whether it's abroad, you all look at America as a light. All the peoples of the world look to America for assistance. And we're happy to give it. But at the end of the day, it's very important that we, the people of the United States, take back our government, take back the mantle upon which we were founded. Thomas Jefferson said it best, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I hope we can get back to that. I hope we can get back to being a government by, for, and of the people. Because that's not who we are right now. And as we remember this day and we remember those we lost, let us remember, let us remember that we are one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Let us remember that on this day, we had a morning like none other. It was beautiful. It was sunny. It was perfectly gorgeous, whether you were in Washington or New York or Pennsylvania in a field. It was a gorgeous day. And kids were going back to school and people were going back to work and uh, they were voting in New York that day, interestingly. There were local elections and so some people were late for work. And I did a story about a couple on the 10th anniversary of a husband and wife who The wife literally had just gone back to work that day from maternity leave. It was her first day leaving her new baby boy, and her husband stayed home that day. And when that day was over, that baby boy had no mother, and a young husband and father was left with no wife. There are stories like that all around on the day of 9-11, September 11, 2001. And I pray that we never, ever forget. We never stop sharing them. We never stop having memorials. We never stop remembering and honoring. Because we were a better America on September 11, 2001. The worst day America had suffered since the Pearl Harbor attacks of December 1941. We watched grown men and women senators and members of Congress, presidents and ambassadors and cabinet secretaries join in hand to hand and sing God Bless America on the steps of the Capitol. We watched uh, people come across political lines and from religious backgrounds and from uh, rural America and urban America and from New York to Louisiana to Kansas to California to New Mexico to Vermont. We stood together as one nation under God and we prayed 
and we rallied and we pulled and we survived. And more than that, we thrived and we adapted because we knew that our lives had changed forever. America would not be the way it used to be on September the 12th, 2001. So I just wanted to pause and just reflect and to remind us of what that day was about, what that day represented, and what this 20th anniversary means to me. My oldest niece, like I said, was two and a half years old. She's now a senior in college. She's beautiful, as I always knew she would be. My youngest niece, who wasn't even born yet, is an active duty service member in the United States Army, a medic, probably the most selfless job in the United States military, the person who runs to those on the battlefield who've been wounded, who have fallen, and goes to tend to their wounds with no thought for their own well-being. I'm proud of them both. I love them both. And I'm grateful to be here 20 years later. And I, again, call on you, the next generation, Gen Y and Gen Z, whatever names they call you, millennials. The torch is going to be passed to you soon. And it's yours. You have to run with it. And you have to uh, light that fire again. You have to burn the embers of that shining city on a hill. You have to reignite the greatness of what America has meant to all the world and what we used to mean to ourselves. To the rest of us, I would say, I pray that we can find civility again. I pray that we can find some decency, some honor, some respect. Come on, guys. Beating up airline stewardesses because you don't want to wear a mask going in grocery stores and coughing on people because you want to make a joke out of a pandemic that's killed over 650,000 Americans and millions worldwide. Fighting about freedom uh, when freedom's not at issue. Attacking the president because he's trying to save lives from a pandemic that's claimed too many lives and it continues to claim Countless lives of unvaccinated people. It's simple. You wear a mask. You get your shot. It's what we've always done. It's what our grandparents did. It's what our great-grandparents did when they came over from Italy and from Ireland and Europe and Russia and all the places in Poland that they came from because they wanted to be Americans. And when they went to Ellis Island, if they were quarantined, they had to get shots before they could come in and begin their lives as citizens. And work their way towards becoming and being Americans. Let's not get it twisted. Let's remember who we are and whose we are. We are the United States of America. And September 11 taught me how great this country was. And how kind this country was. And how benevolent this country was. And how when we're operating at our best. And when we come together. We're unstoppable. No foe can diminish us, no terrorists can destroy us. We are America, and we're Americans. And when we operate in that fashion, 
or the envy of the world. I hope I live to see better days. I hope I live to see days where we don't lie and peddle misinformation and gaslight and where we'll sell our soul to become Speaker of the House or President of the United States or a member of the Senate or Congress or a governor. Something's gone wrong. Something's gone awry. And I just want to remind us again that the lesson I took and the lesson I learned from September 11, 2001 is the lesson that life is fragile and that it's precious and that it can be one way in one moment and literally over in the next. So you better do what you're going to do and you better live your life and you should be kind to your neighbor. You should be a good person because you want to be and you should help people because not just because it's the right thing to do, but it's because it's what you want to do. Give people a break. Show people a little bit of grace because we all need it because we're all a mess, some form or fashion. We all need help. We're all wandering around a little bit lost trying to find our way. And I remember that day, and I'm never going to forget it. It is etched in my mind, just like my parents' generation, the John F. Kennedy assassination is etched in their mind. And just like my grandparents' generation, the Pearl Harbor attacks were etched in their minds. Again, to this new generation of Americans that's coming of age, you're graduating high school, you're going off to college or to work or service in the military, thank you. It's yours. You got to remake America. You got to remember her greatness. You got to remember the principles upon which we are built. What you're seeing right now on social media and on Facebook and with these devices and the way we ghost, delete, cut off people, we cut our family off, we're not talking to folks. We're just, it's not the way it's supposed to be. It's not how you treat people and it's not how you want to be treated. We got to learn to talk again. We got to learn to communicate again. We got to learn to put down these devices, uh, put down the anger, put down the rage, put down the outrage, put down the guns. And you're talking to somebody here who owns guns and believes strongly in the Second Amendment. That's not what I'm saying. I'm speaking metaphorically. I'm saying there's too much violence, there's too much anger. There's too much rage. There's too much outrage. There's too much, I'll get you, attacking people at school board meetings. Having no empathy when a young man stands up and says he lost his grandmother to COVID and they mock you and they laugh at you. This is not my America. This is not the America I grew up in. That would have been unthinkable. It would have been unkind. It would have been unacceptable. It would not have been something we tolerated. It would have been shunned. It would have been shameful. Listen, you're going to get one life. All of us gets one. You need to make it count. You got gifts. You have something to give. Pull that out of yourself. Be a hope merchant. Be a love merchant. Be a dreamer. Be a builder. Be a doer. Do good. Get into good trouble, as John Lewis said. That's what we should remember on this 20th anniversary of that day. That day of chaos, of hell, of death, of terrorism, of fear, of worry. It was a rough day. And it was rough for the weeks after as they pulled bodies from the rubble. And and we lost firefighters and 
and, and, and policemen and women and Port Authority personnel and officers and enlisted personnel at the Pentagon and, 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 and those brave souls in that field in Pennsylvania. They saved lives. These were all heroes. So let's step up and become heroes in our everyday lives. Let's step up and let's do good in the world. Let's lift, let's build, let's come together. We don't have to always agree. We don't have to always like each other. But we can be respectful to one another. If Senator Kennedy can work with Mrs. Bush and and they could work together, why can't we work together? Why can't we do good together? Why can't we find things that we agree on? And work from there. Those are my thoughts on this September 11th, 2021. My God, 20 years have gone by. It's hard to believe, but it's true. I'd also like to wish a happy birthday to uh, one of my dearest friends, TJ Haygood, uh, who has a big birthday today. And uh, she always tells me having a birthday on September 11th after September 11, 2001 uh, is a tough birthday date to have, given the events of that day. But I want her to know that uh, every birthday is a blessing, and this one's a blessing too. So thank you, TJ, and God bless you on this birthday, and uh, may you have many, many more. And then my father's birthday is tomorrow, so wish him a happy birthday. And uh, he had a big birthday last year. Uh, but it's always a blessing to see another year. So guys, that's it for me. Honor this day. Keep this day. Remember this day. If your kids weren't alive, find something appropriate to watch or to read that's not too scary, but that you can explain to them what happened so that they understand. And tell them about the heroes. Tell them about the people that pulled people out of buildings, the people that cared for people, that led people out in the dark of the lights going out and and fighting back flames and everything else that they endured to survive. Tell them about the greatness of America. Tell them about the greatness of how we came together on that day. And we looked out for each other. And we looked out for each other for a while. And people were a lot kinder after that. Of course, we went back to being our usual ratchet selves later. But it was good for a moment. And I hope we can find more moments like that not because of tragedy, but because it's who we should be. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. And um, thank you. God bless you. God keep you. And God bless the United States of America.